Session 15 of At My Age. Everyone, welcome back. This one is extremely special. I get to finally introduce you to the man, the myth, the legend, my father. But before we get to that, as always, I want to make sure to support the people who support us. DJ Breezy, if you are planning any event in the next upcoming weeks, months, years, he is the person you have to reach out to. He can play anything. He sets the vibe. He truly is our resident DJ and uh, we're very excited to continue supporting him as he continues to support us. He actually just uh, paid for some new lighting so when we, once we get the video up and going you'll be able to see what he's uh, given to these uh, podcast. But overall if you want to get in touch with him again definitely reach out if you're trying to set a vibe for a party whether that's a graduation, a baby shower, a bat mitzvah, um, a normal Tuesday and you just want to rage face and act like you're at the club he is the person to go to. Get in touch with him his website is the dj breezy that's b-r-e-e-z-y.com and his instagram is your boy dj breezy again b-r-e-e-z-y you can slide into his dms you can fill out the get in touch form on his website but either way make sure to keep him in front of mind for your party or for someone else's party because truly he is the best and grace hires him every year for his hollow or for her halloween party and if she can trust him you guarantee that you can trust him as well. All right, so going into session 15 with my dad, I was expecting to kind of have these movie moments, talk about the bad times, why didn't you do this, why were you doing that, those kind of conversations. But you'll hear in this session that it definitely took a more of a personal note for me to get to know my father. What I really wanted to do is get to know him more, allow Grace, my future wife, to know her future father-in-law, and that's the route that we took. And I'm so excited and so thankful that we did that because I know I look like my father, but the more that I sit with him and the more that I get to speak with him, the more that I get to connect with him on a deeper level, I realize that I am definitely my father's son. Uh, we have the same smile, the same energy. We want everyone to be happy around us. You know, it's very, very cool to be able to see that. And I am very thankful for being able to have a father in the relationship that we have to come onto the podcast, talk about things, get vulnerable. And I'm really proud of this session. It makes my heart warm. It makes me feel that I am doing this podcast for healing purposes, not only for myself, but for my family. And this one was definitely one that healed. So enjoy session 15. Lots of laughs, a lot of back and forths, definitely some uh, emotional parts. But I am extremely proud to not only say that you are going to meet my father, but to say that we're on session 15 with my dad is even better. So enjoy the session and thank you, dad, for coming on and being an awesome dad. I love you. Enjoy. How you feel? Good. We're not started yet, but I'm ready. Yes, I know, I know. Okay, cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Salud. Cheers. Salute. Cheers. 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 Love. Um, you guys do that. <laughs> this was, uh, you want this? It was a crazy back to back uh, podcast experience. I've never oh, done yeah, this before. I feel very warmed up now, though. Going into Kelly's, I was still kind of waking up, getting my jive ready, but this is pretty cool to hear. I'm it's, excited. Yeah. It's, and it's your dad. It's my dad, yes. How are oh, you feeling? Yeah. I'm feeling great. You feeling Glad good? Glad to be here. Yes. On a Saturday night. Insane. Who wouldn't have thought? Huh? Who would have ever thought? I know. Um, it was cool because talking to Kelly, one of the first things that you'll hear she says in her podcast is just talking about how 
It's just very um, odd for her to hear that I don't remember prior to the divorce. Um, but she talked so highly of not only you and mom, but just you specifically. Right. Um, so I want to ask, how did you find Charleston's house? How did we find Charleston? So what happened on that one was... Yes, she's it. I got it. I got it. Um, so I was working, and mm. your mom took care of all that. She, I don't even know how she found it. She just said, hey... Let's go. I found a house. Let's go look at it and sign some papers. I said, okay, let's go. I'm you have son. that in yeah. common. How much money do you need? Said, yeah, you need? She said, it was so much. And that was basically how it was. We just moved right in. It was a spec house, I think. Yeah. And in that area, it was still at that time growing in a sense. Or it that was, was still like, growing. It was. Um, and for us who don't know, can you give us oh, some yeah, cross sorry. streets? So Charleston was the house that I grew up in. It was on. I, I always think it's on 7th Avenue, but it's actually on 15th Avenue and Bell. Yeah, somewhere 15th around Avenue there. and actually just north of Grover's. Grover's oh, is a yeah, halfway okay. point. Yeah, between So I think Charleston's like two or three blocks north of that. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And that area, that, that block, probably around six or seven blocks were brand new. It was a dirt field. And then Shea Homes went in there and built bunch of homes that's so crazy mm. I, I think your uncle jay bought a house in there too like two blocks north yeah because we always go over their house Yeah, he was just uh just south of union house and wh- do you remember how old you are at that point how old i was yeah no i could probably do the math but i don't know well um fun fact you were 29 in 1992 93 93 okay so the year that i was born going into it yes Dang. isn't that okay. crazy yeah um and so how was it like buying? Was that your first house, or did you guys buy the house before that? We was in, we was at the house on the west side on 67th Avenue in Beatrice. That's so nice. That's it's so were, crazy. So you that were was like not west almost side. Yeah, yes, it was. That, that was a good house. That was funny because it was just a basic house. And there was a and there was a gangbanger lived on one house, oh, no. like <laughs> next to door the west to us. Side. <laughs> and then across the street, like four houses down, there was another gangbanger, and they were like rivals. They didn't like each other. And your mom would just go out there, if you touch my house or my kids or my vehicles, I'm going to kill you guys. <laughs> and we all became friends. It was so cool. It oh, was like, my God. I feel w- like you make friends with anyone, though, so that totally makes sense. I was uh, going to say, I have a little, I'm from the West Side, too. And we had a, yes, we had dog fighting on one end of the road and a bunch of kids in between. And then we had the ice cream man who shouldn't have been an ice cream man because he was a pedophile. Like a recorded pedophile. Yes. And then, yeah. And then we had cockfighting like three streets over. You lived a beautiful life. Yeah. You were very seasoned. Very adventurous. She was very adventurous. Yeah. Yeah, Did you know that going into your 30 year that you'd be doing that kind of stuff, like buying a house, running a successful business? I mean, at that point, I mean, life has always been good, but life was pretty good, would you say? I mean, I get. At that time, it was really good. Like when you were born, mm-hmm. and even before that, maybe I don't know, five years before that, it was really good. We were the, my it was your tata, it was my dad's business. Actually, my tata started the business at Revlon, hmm. and him and my cousin Tony would work out in, out in the parking lot and repair pellets for Revlon, and they would buy all the broken pellets, and then on the weekends they'd take them home, and so that's where I started. On the weekends, I'd repair with them. And deliver, and then I would sell them, and that's how it just grew. Just and it grew just from there. organically, wow. like he knew there was like this uh, surplus of broken pallets, and you can repurpose them. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. You just probably had to take a little elbow grease and some time. He took it and uh, just put it together. Our, how? One of our first accounts is Flower or Hayden Flower Mill. Mm. You guys know where that's right in no. Tempe? Mm. Not at all. Right there, it's a historic site. 
Oh, the one like right on Mill. Yeah. Oh, wow. That, we used to deliver there on, on the weekends. That's insane. How yeah. old are you then? Probably in 79. That's, the business started in 79. Um, probably 19? Yeah. 20? It was around 19, 74 you were born, right? No, I was born in 65. 65 My doctor started the business in 79. Okay. It was Pete's Ballots. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pete's Ballots. And then mm-hmm. it just grew from there. I was like 15 and years old then. And then I worked then. there. I worked there on the weekends on the, from high school. Mm-hmm. And then when I got out of high school, it was full-time. We were already, it was good. How was your grandfather, my great-grandfather? What was he like? He was, he was very stern. Yeah. Very dark. Okay. Dark in color or dark, dark in, in color, humor? Skin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, not well, like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, where are we going with that? Uh, my, my tata, your great tata, we called him people. Or we had another name. He, we called him the bean. The bean. He didn't have hardly no hair in his head. It looked like the bean. Oh, my <laughs> so, gosh. You know, we got nicknames for everybody. Oh, yeah. But he would, we would, my friends and I would go on the weekends and we'd be drinking, my cousin Tony and all my friends. And we'd go out Friday night and we'd get home like two o'clock in the morning, right? And we were all like, oh. And then six o'clock in the morning, here's my tata. Come on, let's go to work. He literally made us get him to go to work. Wow. Like, so that's, you made that, that was my weekend, yeah. This is what we're doing. And that's what he did. So we, wow. he'd pick us up. He'd take us to Food City on 16th Street and Buckeye. We'd eat menudo. Mm. And then we'd go to work. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, knowing the, what I know about you, about 29 and kind of running the business and overtaking the business, were you always self-motivating or did you always have a job? Like, how did that kind of... Or were, was that the... Like, great thought, though. Was he forcing you into that, or did you just have that instinctively? So what happened is before that, I had little odds and ends jobs, you know, Safeway, restaurants, um, Woody's. Um, but after that, I started working more and more there. And then my tata had a stroke, so he couldn't work. He was in two wheelchair. So my dad, your tata, he was a truck driver. He kind of, like, stepped, stepped in and took it over, hmm. ran it for him. Okay. And so it went from there. How long was he running it before you kind of took it over in that 90, early 90s? I, my dad always worked the weekends. Oh. And so did I. So we both kind of worked there at the same time. That's so funny that it's crazy to hear that there were so many family businesses, or at least that one, and we have one on the lettuce side. And it's cool to hear that I, learning more about you and learning more about my family, I understand more about where my entrepreneurial sense came from because it's not like I'm the first person to try to start something in our family. It's cool that there's roots in doing that mm-hmm. a lot. Um, what made the company pop? Like, I feel like there was a point where it was making money and then it started making a lot of money. We were making a lot of money at one time. We had like, I don't know, I might be off a couple of things, but we must have had around five diesels. We must have had around 10 trailers. We had around, I don't know, 15 employees, maybe more, 15 full-time employees. And we were just, we were just killing it. There wasn't too much uh, business. There was a competition. There wasn't yeah. a lot. Mm. And then later on, there started to become a lot of competition. There must have been around 20 little companies. And so what happened is I'd sell you a pallet for $6. Mm. You'd come in and say, I'll sell it to you for five seventy-five, And I'd go, well, oh. if I want the business, okay, yeah. five thirty-five. And so it just kept on going down. 
And so mm. it wasn't really worth it after that. I was waiting for you to tell me, well, secretly we were moving cartel money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for that. That's on the after hours. Yeah, podcast. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. We were yeah. moving after. tamales. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. That's awesome. I mean, going into turning 29 to 30, do you remember what you did for your 30th birthday? I don't. I wonder what. It'd be fun to know. Well, so when's your birthday? Well, you were born April. April. Yeah. Okay, so you would already turn, you're 29, so. You were him for well, a you, I have no idea. Well, going you, into the 93, you were 29 for about four months, and, and then I was born. Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. born That's in what, August. So you were screaming because you had uh, colic. Yeah, so, let's, I want to hear your perspective yeah, on how that. How was it Nick as a baby? That bad. Oh, oh, really? You cried. He's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's so nice about it. You cried, but yeah. I only heard like maybe four or five hours of it. Because you were working you were so working. much. Because I was working <laughs> on sleep. Your mom, she took the... Uh, she took the worst of it because she was with you all the time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you cried. You cried. That's insane. We tried. It was funny because at the yard, you know, we got all these workers from Mexico, Honduras, El Salvador, you know. Mm-hmm. And they would, I would ask them, hey, how, how did we get them to stop crying? And they'd do, oh, you got to do this, hold them upside down, <laughs> rub his stomach, do all the kinds of stuff. We tried it and nothing worked. That's so crazy. I wonder if that's, is that the hereditary, the colic, or is that it's just a... a uh, I know. Sure, but I think like it's just your stomach wasn't fully yeah fully formed. developed. That's yeah. well, you're the only one that had it that I know of in the right. Family. It yeah. wasn't like a lot of so other you're people. Special. Had. You are Thank special. You, Thank you're you for very special. That. <laughs> special. Where was I born? Do you remember? Where? Yeah, you were born uh, on the border of the south side. You know, on the south side, uh, Phoenix Memorial, Seventh mm. Avenue, and Buckeye. You're I, kind of a West Sider. Kind of like Central. <laughs> Uh, you're a couple miles away from literally being a South Sider. Yeah. How was it running a business like that and like having all that money? Oh, it was fun. I loved it. Yeah. I had so much fun. I heard you were a big spender. You loved to make it and you loved to spend it. Yeah. We worked hard and played hard. Yeah. Hey, uh, it was that's fun. my motto. It, that is definitely your motto. Yeah. Not a good one sometimes. <laughs> we, had, we had a good time. Yeah. Do you have any specific memories about back then? I heard you bought all the furniture with like cash in hand. and. That's a like power move. Yeah. Like... You were just yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> no, we just we just had a good time. We yeah. just had fun. Just yeah, we just had a good time. Yeah, yeah. So um, high school, because I get I'm very lucky to know Dale, your best friend. I've had some exchanges with him. Um, did your work ethic show in high school, or were you kind of like a crazy? I'm gonna oh, skate by kind of vibe. In high school, I didn't have no work ethic. Yeah. I I was kind of like you could say I was kind of like spoiled. Mm. Got what I wanted. I but I didn't so. really work too much. If and if I had did have a job, it didn't last too much. Mm. What about grades? Like uh, easy, book smart, like easy for you to get. It was good all the way till freshman. Till freshman, what yeah. happened at freshman? It just like just went overboard. Went kind of like pot? I started smoking pot. Mm. Um, it's always got kicked off the football team, and then from there I just said to hell with everything. So there's always a joke. But how was school? I should say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's always a joke that them, as far as I'm back and I I can remember. Dad, no matter what it was, always said, and I do believe you, that you were always the champion of whatever it was oh in high gosh, school. Oh, my gosh. I am the trophy champion. in the trophy And so room. I was going yeah. to make a joke when you said that. Like, wait a minute, you were kicked off, but how could you be the champion in high school of football? Because I remember <laughs> yeah. you telling me that you were the... But I just want to remember you as the champion of high school and football. <laughs> yeah, I was still the champion school. no matter what. <laughs> I was the champion because I at first one cussed my coach out. That's oh why I got gosh. kicked off. And they, it, caught, they caught it on camera because they were filming the football team. The oh, game. my God. And so we got in an uh, argument, and I just cussed him out, and he cussed me out, and 
He said, get out of here. And I said some more words and I took off. It is absolutely insane getting to know you more and more how much uh, life comes in circles. Because I somewhat kind of did that in high school too. I think going up into freshman year, I was as studious as I could be. And then I started smoking pot freshman year. It's not the pot's fault, okay, guys? No, no, but it's just the the other priorities come into play. I feel like you start veering off your normal day-to-day stuff. Um, But this is exactly why I wanted to start the podcast, because I don't think I would have ever been able to ask you some of these questions. And to be able to know myself more through the eyes of you or mom or my cousins, it's really cool to kind of hear the serendipity life stories because i mean coming out of high school you were working full-time right i mean you jumped right into the corp not corporate world but like the job force so what happened in high school is i kind of like didn't really finish i got my ged Mm. um and i tried going into the service so i went over there i got my ged i took the test Mm. i was okay went down to i think it's seventh street and van buren where they do all the your medical tests and all that. So yeah, I was all happy, went in there. It's like a horseshoe. You start at one door and you literally go like a big U and then when you pass, you go out the last door, right? So I started, everything's going good. They're doing all kinds of tests on me, do this and that. I got to the very last door. I'm like five feet away from making it. I was like, I got this, right? And then they said, okay, strip down. I was like, what? You know, strip down, I strip down. They, I turned around, they had a mole on my left butt. Oh, my you're left a mark? Cheek. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they're like, what is this? I go, oh, it's a mole. Go, well, how long have you had it? I said, I guess I had it all my life. I don't know. I don't pay attention. Yeah, to I don't look back there I can't too look much. at my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, you got to go get, you have to go get it checked out and whatever. So, and then what's funny is your Nana, my mom, she has a mole on the same butt cheek, she said. <laughs> so we both went and got it checked out. Mine was cancerous, so I got, I couldn't go in. Oh, Hers wow. Was okay. Mm-hmm. They, so, yeah. Why wouldn't they let you in? Because it's cancer. It's just a risk. Because I guess. That's they, crazy. They just told me no. Did you go and, into the... Go ahead, go ahead. And so after that, I said, hell with everything again. I just went off. Started working and partying. Why did you want to go to the service? Because I wasn't doing nothing out here. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. What a different such life a, you may have that's had. That's such a mentality I have to. Yeah. I'm like, well, we're going to do this then. Yeah, because like going into the 90s and the 2000s, if you would have went in the service, you would have hit um, George Bush Senior's War, right? Uh, theoretically, if you were in at that time, because that yeah, was in like the late '90s, early late. Uh, George Bush wasn't he? He was still president. Desert Storm, Clinton, right? Clinton mm. took it afterwards. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was the World Trade Center, I think. The first was, uh, one in the yeah, garage. The first one, yeah. yeah. Where they bombed it underneath. Yeah, yeah. I mean, besides obviously doing what you were doing, um, hobbies. What, were you always into just like having a good time, or did you have any hobbies outside of playing sports? I guess, but. Mm. What were you doing, even outside of high school, going when you were hanging out, like I working? I worked a lot. Worked and partied on the weekends. What's, would you call yourself a workaholic? Yeah. Did Good you, thing I think or, I still am. Yeah? I think, Work-life balance, like a little hard to like, handle? Was what? Work-life balance. Do you know what that means? I'm just Work-life trying. balance. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, I just like to work. Yeah. And we have bills to pay, so I have to work. Yeah, I hey, I completely get that. Do you feel like that was like something ingrained to you because of your generations of I'm I'm not don't know where your grandparents came from, but like they were just this is what you do, you just work, 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 and no like not really play. My tata or have my dad's dad, I think he's the one that showed showed us that. Got to work no matter what, no matter 
if you if you're going to go out drinking, you're going to go to work next day. So come on. So that's what we did. Yeah. I've always worked. Mm-hmm. What were you doing at the pallets? Were you when it was like high going into 29? I was w- office manager, salesman. Wow. Did I did everything? Did repair, breakdowns, uh, made brand new pallets, forklift. I was a driver, and then towards the end, I was office manager and salesman. Love to sell. Yeah. And you have a personality for it. You do have nice. a personality yeah. for it. And yeah. back then, it was all face-to-face and relationships, yeah. right? Like yeah. yeah. And then the, the internet came out, but I, I didn't really get into that. Yeah. And do you cr- think that's where the kind of the downfall part, too? Because there was this, like, a way to sell without having to physically be somewhere? No. I just didn't internet. get into it. I still don't get into the internet too much. Oh. Except Instagram. Except when you're sca- and scanning receipts. And scanning receipts. That's just like number one. <laughs> 52,000, baby. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so we're at 29. Things are going good. I'm born. It's 93. And what happens next, in a sense? I think that's something that we've touched on, but I would like to hear some more in detail. I mean. So, you were born in 93. Mm-hmm. Things were going great. I think that was like kind of like the height of everything. Um, then we moved into Charleston, and probably around 98 is when I started, I veered off again, started mm-hmm. doing drugs. And then 99, I think that's when I actually, like, left the family. Yeah. And wanted, they all took a shit from there. Yeah. Um, where did the drugs get introduced? I feel like I understand, like, smoking weed and partying and stuff, and mom's even kind of alluded that, you know, you recreational use from here and there, but was there a reason that it dove into it? Like, were there money problems? Was there personal problems? Somebody, somebody like coming around that yeah. had it. I was the biggest stoner. So growing up, I was, all I did was smoke pot. Hmm. Um, sm- that's all I did was smoke pot. And then right around 98, 99, I heard the meth came out. And I said, I want to try that. Because I heard so many things about it. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it sounds like fun. And so I tried it, and then I was hooked on there. It just got me. It's like the what Ashley was saying, It just got too. me the like that, time. too, like they say. It got yeah, me. Ashley said the same exact thing. She mm-hmm. tried it once, and... Yeah. And I'm assuming it's a, it was a lot cleaner. I mean, I've never done it, but I'm assuming it was a lot cleaner then than it is probably even now. Like, not as mixed. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know about now. It's been a while since yeah. I've yeah. done anything. But back then, it was, it was fun for the first couple of years. I had a great time. I yeah. Mean, but then afterwards, you just took over. Yeah. Mm. And um, I've heard from people that uh, you're a bit of a yes man in a good way, but also can be a fault. I feel like I feel that I am that way, especially with working or someone called me crazy with double booking or triple booking a podcast oh, this week. Yeah. Some I'm looking at Grace. But, um, <laughs> I would say when Nick and I first started dating, it was the worst. I'm like, you can say no. Yeah. You don't have to do this. You can say no. Did I Did yeah. I get that from you inherently? I like, Did you overstretch money-wise and things maybe weren't coming in and it doubled down? Or let me, I'm going to be blunt with you. I heard that you were helping so many people out that it was hard when money wasn't the peak of it when you couldn't help those people out and maybe that was something that attributed to kind of a, a kink in the armor that led to everything go down would you agree with that towards the well it first of all it was mainly because competition the other part of it was yes that was part of it because it was just money was hard to come in yeah getting up. and i and even kelly and other people were telling me like you know family members' mortgage weren't getting paid. We were the first person to help, or you were the first person to lend out money. And um, it was just really 
I was telling, talking to Kelly, and she kept just wanting to say that the House of Charleston, to them, was so pivotal in their um, early ages of 20 to 25 and 30. Because I kept asking Kelly, like, how are you dealing with all of this stress of being a PO officer with these crazy lifestyles? And, like, you're not dating anyone at the time. You're in your mid-20s. Like, how are you coping? And because she was even saying failures isn't 100 or failures isn't 100 percent you had some successes but a majority of the people you're dealing with relapse or die or fall off hard job right and her answer was that she was always over at our house and it seems that um that's a common i'm here from all the interviews from the cousins yeah everybody was at our house i mean um it was fun everybody would come over on the weekends or uh we had parties any any reason to party? It was anybody's <laughs> birthday party. It was a holiday. Come on over. We'd barbecue. We have the it's bounces. a Monday. Yeah, party. we'd have the bounces in the bank, and we just party. Everybody came on. We always had a full house. Even in your side of the family too. Not even just mom's side of the family, but the Mexican side of my family. We too. all got along good. There was no problem with either side of the families. We all got along great. It was it was good. That's mm-hmm. so crazy. And so that's ninety nine going into two thousand. Um, Kind of walk me through your yeah, mental state, like in the early 2000s. Not as far as you would like to go, but just from your point I of view. I was like, already deep into doing my stuff. And were you and always I stayed, living And here? I stayed away from you and everybody else for that reason. Um, I knew where I was at, and I didn't want to, like, I didn't like the way I looked. I was, you know, how yeah. people look when they're doing that shit. It's crazy that you have that mentality on it. I think I, even from, you know, when... <laughs> You were going through rehab from time to time. That's what you would always tell me. Because we've had conversations, especially when I was younger. I think I don't think I grasp them as much. But um, I don't, you don't, I mean, maybe you hear, I don't hear that enough because obviously I don't, I'm not associated in that world. But is that something that happens a lot where other people that you knew from that world stayed away because they didn't want people to see them that way? Because I don't think mom was, I don't get that feel from mom when I ask her about those times. I think she was just doing things and not thinking about that, but I think it's really um, unique that you chose not to associate family because you were in a dark spot. You get what I'm trying but to get at And I was going to say, and was it more to protect them or protect yourself? It was more to protect them because I remember uh, for you a couple of times, I would say, oh, I'm going to come over when you was living with Bill and Barbara. Mm. I would say, oh, I'm going to come over. I'd be there at like 10 o'clock and I wouldn't show up. Yeah. Mm. And I knew that was getting you. And then, or... Um, something would happen. You wanted to celebrate something, and I'd say, "Okay, I'll be there," and I wouldn't show up. Mm. So that's why I stopped doing it. I just figured I'd just living? stay away and it'd just be better. Yeah, yeah. I think for both, for sure. At that point, um, where were you living at that time? I was living on Thirty Fifth Avenue and Glendale. Okay, like with friends, family, people. Yeah, that there associated was there was time. a friend I was living with. Mm. Cool. Yeah, it's so nuts because I was mentioning and i feel this is another reason why i'm doing this that those you know 10 to 12 years of a gap um in my 29 year old life is so big obviously the more i grow the smaller that time gets the easier i can try to or the more apt i am to kind of work through all of that um but it's it's crazy to me to think that in your body at that time there was like two living people there was one that was trapped in this world and then there was another person who had the wherewithal to still take into account other people's feelings around that time. Um, do you ever think about how 
just that I know I guess I don't have a question about that but it's just it's a crazy, crazy thing thought. for me to mm-hmm. think yeah like like you were your mind was still there enough to like make those choices yeah just like like I have a brother who's an ad addict and he just like doesn't care just like I'm gonna come in you owe me we're doing this it does not matter mm-hmm. like he's in that mindset instead of like ooh I need to work on myself and well for me when I was doing it I didn't care about anybody I didn't care about you or the family, so for that, I apologize. Yeah. Drugs is more important. I, I loved drugs more than my family is what it came down to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't care about how you felt or anybody felt. I didn't. Mm-hmm. It was, my thing was, how am I going to support my habit? Mm-hmm. That was it. And it's so crazy because that is really, truly, I mean, even mom was doing that too. Um, that that a, a, a substance can overtake a mental like wherewithal of having that, which is really insane. Um, but I do want to thank you too for not only doing that, but I will say there, as much as I have limited memories of the good times, I do appreciate the fact that you were never shy from talking about that, even when you were going through it, which was really cool. Because I more times that I remember of you was like in Crossroads when you were there. And again, I would be dropped off for a few hours and you were like the manager for a while. You were mm-hmm. doing bed checks. and It totally makes sense. It's such your personality. I know. It's so <laughs> crazy. No matter where you're at, yeah. it always seems like you're um, okay on the outside, but not okay on the inside sometimes, which is a really crazy, uh, A, something that I feel like I got from you, but B, um, to look back on all of that even in your darkest times, I don't think I ever looked at you in a way that you were doing that kind of stuff because you were always so happy-go-lucky. Um, do well, you- I'll tell you that maybe 10 years ago when Suzette and I got together, I, would, I was living in the past. And mm. she, she taught me, you can't do that. You can't live in the past. got to let it go. And that was the hardest thing for me because I was always talking about you because, well, I was not never there and this and that. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that got me like, you know, just don't forget it. Don't live it. Just don't forget it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't go back there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a really sh- crazy time. And I think Kelly and I and Andrew were alluding to that at that time. In the grand scheme of things, it was just a blip, like in the timeline of everything. Um, but I always try to look back and try to now being a 29 year old, look back and not justify, but relate that the world isn't always going to be perfect and mistakes are, go- mistakes are going to happen. Um, and I appreciate the fact that as being an adult, we have a relationship now that is um, much more of a give and take, which I don't think we've ever had before, which is really cool. I appreciate the fact that we're sitting in my house talking about things that I don't think we would be talking about. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. I feel like I, going into us having kids... I selfishly need to have some of these questions answered because um, at 29, you had an awesome job making a lot of money. And even mom said in four or five years, a total 180, not just with you, but with a lot of things in that time. Um, And throughout it all, I've always wondered, what was the time after the one or two times you tried to get clean that you finally were like, okay, this is it? Because... I know that you were in the program, but now you're not really associated in the program. And That's a good question. It's, for me, it, it took a lot of three times for me to actually get it. So what happened is, I forget the years, but when I was living on 35th Avenue in Glendale, me and the girl I was living with, we got in a 
we fought all the time. It was very toxic. We fought. But anyway, so we got in a big argument. Um, I was not pounding on the bedroom door. Let me in. I'm going to kill you and this and that. I was like really pissed off, right? And she was so scared, she jumped out the window. So I finally got in there, and I remember seeing her run. And I started laughing to myself. I, I, this is it. I got to stop. I, it's crazy. Wow. So I got my duffel bag, my all my worldly possessions, put them in there. And I sat on the corner of Palmer and 35th Avenue. I was like, what am I going to do? It's like, what am I? I didn't know. So your mom was dating somebody in recovery. I forget mm. his name. So I called her up. And I said, hey, I need some help. She said, okay, hold on. And was what we're is Crossroads on 35th Avenue, Orangewood. It has no signs and no nothing, just the address. And I would always pass by and go like, what the heck are all these crazy people doing out there? <laughs> They're like barbecuing and having tents and fun and family things. So finally, she told me to go to this address and I go to Crossroads to talk to so-and-so. So, yeah, so um, it took me two or three times and finally I got it. And feel like um, I, I can only, only relate that to like a diet or something where you start a diet, you fall off, you start a diet. And then one time it's just like I'm doing this. It really was, I feel like, from my point of view, like a true lifestyle change. I, I shouldn't say lifestyle, but it like a mental um, adjustment I felt like I never saw before in the way that you were talking about life. Like I remember like a few times that, you know, Crossroads was always great. And, but I said this at one point. I was with you and mom for a while. I always expected the shoe to drop. But there's one or two times that, especially with mom, like recently, I really do feel like she's on the straight and narrow. And now looking at you and talking to you, it's hard for me to even grasp yeah. what you were going through that. Like even I was just saying, when right? I met you, I, there was no, not, it doesn't even correlate that storyline with who you are. Like here. Well, today. that's why I stayed away from everybody. Yeah. everybody. It's just like the things you do to support your habit is crazy. Mm. And mm. I had a very bad habit you now. So it's crazy how much money that is all like how much money on a daily habit that you have to be thinking about and getting. And um, uh, it was, it was expensive. Right. Cause not only did I had to support my habit, but I had to support her habit. Mm. Mm. So we would go out at night. Yeah. Yeah. We would, we would like, get appliances from the new houses mm. that weren't moved in yet. Mm. Mm. So. And yeah. Yeah. I ha how does it, um, it's a hard time for me to know what you've got, you've gone through and mom's gone through and then to go through it with other people is pretty tough to kind of see their struggle as well. Um, I've always wanted to know how you personally are coping with Roger, our older brother. Mm -hmm. And from your point of view, I have a very lucky aspect to kind of just keep that at arm's length. Um, but I hope that you aren't putting the, too much of that on yourself or no. stressing too much about that. I don't, I, for a while I was. But now I don't. It's like we were just talking about little Roger on the way up here again. I still text him and I still call him every day. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, he's not going to return my phone calls, nothing. So he's mm -hmm. out doing his crap. But uh, that's out of my control. I can't do nothing about it. He's, he's the one that's got to change himself. If he needs help, we're there for him. Yeah. I mean, we've helped him out so many times with yeah. everything. Where's that line for you guys? Like, where has that line been? Like, I'm assuming you and Suzette have talked, like, at this point where it becomes like on your marriage or on you guys, like what does that look like for you? No, we, we have our boundaries. 
and we only do so much now and that's all we can do i mean mm-hmm. yeah. we don't feel comfortable bringing him over to the house because i know for me if i was still tweaking and if i was walking here i'd walk out with something totally i mean wherever i was at i'd walk out with something. so we feel the same thing we we have our boundaries yeah um it's all yeah. we can do we just it's up to him yeah is it um is it crazy the who you are now and what you're dealing with have a crazy relation or a great relationship with your kids and you have a beautiful marriage to look back at who you were 29 not knowing what was coming up in the next 10 years um do you feel like you're a different person i of mean of course yeah like drastically who like knows naive. what would happened if i went and started doing drugs um obviously things would have been different but it didn't. It happened in another way. So yeah, and yes, I am a different person. Yeah, yeah. Because I think too, with some of those challenges, you got to conquer over like that discipline to like become sober and stay sober and yeah, get back on there and well, live in the future. Like that's a that's a big mindfuck. A lot of people not doing drugs and not doing drugs or whatever their crutches can't do. Like yeah. even on a sober basis. What made me stronger is working at Crossroads, mm. the night manager. Okay. I didn't get paid for the crap. I think I paid like hundred dollars a week. Yeah. <laughs> I literally got paid hundred dollars a week. In some dough there. Mm-hmm. But uh I had free rent, I had free food. I mean I got to do just about whatever I wanted to there. I was in charge of sixty five guys. Wow, that's um, a I, lot. I was a night manager, yeah. So a lot. I was in charge of them and then doing um doing the meds. And then when we would go do room checks, I would find needles, I'd find pot pills and none of that stuff bothered me and then i knew i was it was good wow it still doesn't bother me yeah i mean i'm you could put some drugs right here it, i don't care i just look at it and keep talking mm-hmm. yeah I, wonder, bother like, me now. I have like a theory on that like there's a this addict like you were in an addict addiction state but it's almost like you were coping and maybe not i don't know do you have an addict like personality i mean obviously you had a phase in your life but there are other things now that you're like have an addictive personality or do you think it was just that phase and you were overwhelmed and you just fell and then obviously like took you it was to just back up? not that i was overwhelmed it's just i wanted to try it i wanted to see how it felt but you why do you want to try it though like to because ha- you heard i'm assuming the experiences yeah. of escape right that's like where it usually not even an escape know? i just wanted to try you just it you wanted to feel like i just wanted to hey i heard this stuff was really good wow okay and that's how i that's how i did it yeah. i mean i wasn't having no problems we were your mom and I were getting along great. We were doing good. Um, I just wanted to try it. Mm. So would you it, say, like, like in your life even now, you don't necessarily have an addictive personality in other things? If I do, I don't see it. Do I? Besides He's work. looking at his wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah I do work. work a lot. Because I'm yeah. just, like, thinking about that. Because Nick does have an addictive yeah. personality. So we talk about that, you know, and be careful and things. So that's what I'm wondering. Is it just, like, this moment of your life that, you know, obviously we put, you went down a different path, but... Like you said, it can be here in front of you, and you'd be like, meh, like, I don't need it. I'm not going to have thoughts about it, where I feel like other addicts are like, I don't even want to be like around it. Like it's a trigger it. for some. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it, I don't know if I do or not. I don't think I do. Mm. But with drugs, it's, I'm dumb with drugs. Yeah. I am so dumb with it. It doesn't bother me none. Yeah. So when, what, how old were you when you got clean? Approximately? That was in like 2000, uh, January 1st, 2007. 
January Happy 1st, New Year. 2007. Huh? Happy New Year. On yeah, that yeah, yeah. Happy yeah. Birthday, yeah. Okay, then I'll just say, like, what did that look like? Are you clean? Yeah. Were you, like, dating? Were you, where were you living? Were you working? Yeah. Well, I was at Crossroads. I was living there. And then we were st- I think we still had the pellets. It was, it was going downward from there, though. It was getting slower and slower. Uh, I lived at the pellet yard for a while. Mm. They had a three-bedroom house there. Lived there for a while. And then towards the end, after we closed the shop, I moved in with Nana and Tata's, my mom and dad's house. Stayed there for a while. And then that's when we started dating. How did you rebuild? Like, where did you know, or did you just, like, pick up life again? And, yeah. You know, like, question. how did you, from going from that long extended period of time to, like, okay, I'm going back in this society. It's like someone going to jail for 20 years and coming out. You have to kind of readjust a it bit. It was hard. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was different. Getting like back into like a normal nine to five and responsibilities yeah. and it was, it was just different. I just had to get used to it. As a matter of fact, I'm still kind of getting used to some of the stuff and I'm still feeling some of the repercussions from it. You know, mm. from not paying certain things that I should have ten years ago or not paying it for ten years, I'm still paying for it. Yeah. Um, but it was it was kind of rough. Like I said, Suzette's the one that helped me out. Too. I yeah. didn't love myself for a long time. She mm. helped me out. How did you guys reconnect? I know you went to high school together. So we met. We dated when I was 14. She was 15. Her mother had a German Shepherd. And I swear to God, that dog must have smelled me a, a block away. And rah, rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> but Dale was her paper route guy. Okay? Oh, okay. So I would go with Dale in the mornings to throw the paper and mm. to collect. And so we dated then. We didn't date for too long. And then, but we stayed friends. We always, throughout the years, we've always talked to each other. Mm. I mean, it might have gone a year or two, five years that we didn't talk, but we would always talk. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. And then, you got clean, and then you I was re- going to say, but yeah. how did you reconnect after you were clean? You were kind of living your normal life. You're like, don't look, okay. at, yeah, don't look at your wife. Yeah. <laughs> this is, a, it's not embarrassing to me, but I, I, it was fun. So, I lived at Nana Tata's house on Garden Lakes, 107th in Indian School. Okay. My son Dylan went to school there, and she lived like around five blocks away, and I never, we never knew it. But anyway, we went to, um, I was at Walgreens, and I was walking out of Walgreens, you know, happy, happy-go-lucky guy, and there she is. And I said, hey, Susie Q, what's up? I <laughs> to her, right? And then at Walgreens, they got these pillars. They're like pillars. They're around four feet apart. So I got up and said, hey, come here, come here. She said, no, 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 no. And I said, just come on, come here, I want to talk to you. And so I got up there and I said, my eyes adore you. <laughs> I started singing that song. She's going pushing me away. Stop it. <laughs> and so I started singing louder. And I just kept on singing. Aww. And I think that's when we started like seeing each other more and more. That's insane. Yeah. Um, Everybody's like walking by like. What about Eric, though? Okay, and so Eric, your cousin. Your cousin or Suzette's cousin? My cousin. Oh, His okay. cousin. I call him Eureka. Yep. But anyway, Eureka. Oh, Eureka. I know that name. Yeah. I do know that name. Okay. Um, I was living at my mom's house, and her son, Eli, is good friends with Eureka. And so I guess um, Eli wanted to go down there and invite, give Eureka an invitation. So, and like I said, I didn't know she lived over there. And she didn't know I was staying in Nana's house, so she knocked on the door. And I opened up the door, and she, she goes, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I go, Susie, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 and like, Eli's like, 
Mom? Oh, my God. <laughs> Shots, the school, does Eric live here? I go, yeah, no, he's inside with Donna. Come on in. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's how I started again. Wait, so, go ahead. Oh, no, I was gonna, no, I'm going down the sap road. You can go ahead. You uh, take no, over. No, say it. Go ahead. I was going to say, how long from that moment when you guys reconnected, like, you dated, like, until things moved serious and got married or moved into with one another? I was still, okay, no, I had just moved out of Crossroads. And I was living in a three-quarter house across the street from Donna's house. Probably like not even a half a mile away from there. And I was living there. And that's when we started actually seeing each other more. And then uh, I moved out of that three-quarter house. And then we moved in together. Huh? Jumped I don't right even in know. Well, I forget what year. Well, well, it must have been 10 years ago. Mm. 10 years ago. That 2012, 13 era. What's that? 2013. 2012, 13. Around there. 12, like 13, yeah. We have um, the Mexican side of the family has always has always had kids around, right? Very large family. Um, you obviously had kids at a young age, so good for you. I got the most out of everybody. This you wait, champion. How old were you when you had your first son? Uh, the first child I had was Roger, 1985. How old were you? I was um, 68. No, no, 18. 28. Yeah, you Oh, yeah, no, 64. I was 20 years old. Sorry. Oh, that's yeah, all, yeah, okay. Because he's exactly like 20 years okay. younger. Yeah. I thought yes. that was like. A normal age, quote unquote, like Back to have then, kids. Definitely. Yeah, because I was saying my parents. I mean, they like, called right me the conejo. Because you have so many kids. No, because you got big balls. I don't. Yeah, no, that's Isn't huevo. That, Isn't that that's huevo? huevos? I don't know. Yeah. Conejo. You know what conejo means? Ah. Uh, no. The like papa, like the puppy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? Rabbit. Ra oh, oh my rabbit. god! They call me the rabbit. <laughs> Wait, say it again. Uh, yeah, conejo. Conejo. Yeah, Nick. Um, not I believe I may, but I'm not doing that yet. This is a good product right there. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's what I'm asking is um, with the kids that you've had, uh, did you always want to be a father? Like, was that something that was like an allure to you or uh, did it just kind of happen? And I don't think we planned it? it. I think it happened. But after that, yeah, I took it on. You're like, it I like good. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good. How was having problems. kids at kind of a young age? What's that? I was having kids at like a young, young age. How many kids? No, how, how, was, how it? was it? Yeah, how was it having oh, kids at a young age? I worked. I mean, it was it was okay. I just worked a lot and did what I had to do. I'm and terrified. you guys are like back in that mindset too, where it's like the woman stays home and basically handles all of the household duties. And that's exactly the way it was. So it's like coming from a woman's perspective, it's like you almost don't get to see the other shit side. You just get to go home and they're excited to see you and you get to be a cool parent. But not saying all the time. Not all the time. The first marriage with Kim wasn't that way. Oh, okay. It was, we had Roger. And then she was in an accident, so she had settlement money coming in, so she didn't work anyway. Mm. But she partied throughout the whole day. And then when uh, I would come home, I'd like there'd be all kinds of people on the couch. All these people. I okay. gotta kick them all out, but and it kept on going, so I divorced her. And that's what's crazy too, I guess. Never put two and two together, but you, through Kim, saw the life of what a drug addict could be. Like you already were kind of um, just shown that at that point, right? Like because that's what she went through. Yes, like she. I'm not exactly sure what she was doing then. Mm -hmm. I don't think she was doing meth. I think she might have been doing coke and drinking a lot. And yeah. Pot. But I was just a big stoner. That's all I did. I, I had my pot all the time. Yeah. That's crazy. But they you just, are, it, you're a knicker. You're yeah. not a big stoner, but, no, but you definitely I, that's had your my, If I were going to say a drug of choice, like alcohol. Take? Yeah, yes. alcohol. Uh -huh. I don't really like alcohol that much. I, I, I mean, I get it when we're going out and stuff. I just don't like feeling um, uh, not, able, not able to work the next day. It really kills me. And 
with everything that I have going on right now, having a hangover day is like a brutal... Not worth it. Yeah, not worth it for me. But um, the reason why I was asking that is going into 29, going into your 30, I am still pretty nervous about kids. We talked a lot about that with Andrew and Kelly. Yeah, don't... Um, uh, you're sweating over here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to ask, I mean, what advice as my father would you give me going into my mm. 30th year and starting Just to think about kids? I mean, yeah, like, yeah. What would you tell yourself at 29 and also me? Um, I would say just always be there for your family. Just family first. Mm. Work hard. Play hard, but keep your family first and stay away from the hard shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay <laughs> away from the hard shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, I would. I, I think... If I didn't have my CDL, I wouldn't mind taking a hit of a pot every once in a while. Because oh, I, yeah. I loved it. I mean, I I loved, did it for years and years and years. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it wasn't like the, what do they say? If you do pot, you're going to do something Gateway else. Gateway drug. Yeah. It wasn't for like me, that. it wasn't like that. I just like to get stoned. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm nervous about. I mean, having You'll be kids. a great dad. You'll be a great mom. Thank you. Both yeah. of you guys would be awesome. I can't wait to... Have little grandbabies. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have two. I have nine. I mean, you have two. Uh, you I have, have nine. I have nine. eight with one coming on the way. Be Ashley is pregnant. She'll have a... Ashley? Yeah, my sister, yeah. Oh, in September. Was she be, pregnant when I just saw her? Yeah, she didn't look like it. I completely forgot that she was. What is it? Congrats. Like, oh, I yeah. feel like a trickle. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Ashley. Yeah. See, that's where Cornetto comes in again, right? Yeah. A lot of them, let me tell you. Um, yeah, I've, I'm excited about it. I'm very thankful that I am going into this next few years with such a, a such big family around me. Mm. I feel like if it would have been a few years ago, I think uh, mom probably wouldn't have been so involved. Uh, you were involved for the past few years, but I do think we've gotten a lot closer since, a lot um, closer. especially mm. since Dylan's death, our, your son, my little brother. Uh, but I'm very fortunate that going into this scenario, I do have you and I do have mom and I am quickly learning how to not live in the past. I don't feel like I theoretically live in the past, but I do put a lot of weight onto that, you know, bad time. Um, and I think that's where my biggest fears from having a parent is coming from, um, so I'm trying to shake that as much as possible. It's hard it's, to do. Yeah. It's, it's hard to... Not live in the past. Yeah, and I, but I'm really thankful that, like I was saying before, if you look at it like a pie chart, that portion of life for both of us is becoming a lot less of a pie, like the slice of that pie. And I think as time goes on and I'm doing sound baths and all the other crazy stuff yes, that I'm doing, <laughs> um, I feel that I, as your son, am not holding both you and mom to that fire anymore. Um, and it's definitely a heart-shaking, you know, mental adjustment. But it's really nice that you are so dependent. And mom is becoming more dependent. Yeah. And having that source around me, I was telling Kelly that, because she said the same thing, whenever you don't have kids, because she had her first kid at 32. Okay. And she was trying really hard to be stable. And she said the same exact thing as I did. I just want to have a lot of money in the bank or enough money where I feel comfortable and I feel safe and... I am quickly feeling that way, not because of money, but because of family around us. I don't. I think a few years ago, if we would have had a kid, I wouldn't have been ready or um, able to allow my kid to be a part of this f crazy, crazy family but that I have. You always find ways, though. Yeah, yeah, and you I always, always find, find ways. A way. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's yeah. where yeah, I come from. That mindset too. 
Like we'll find a way. Everything, but you have everything to be ready. will be okay. Yeah. yeah. I, but I, I was going to say, so. I second on that, having the family around. It's been really cool and like showing up always. You guys show up no yeah. matter what. Yeah, cool very feeling. much. Yeah, and you'll listen to it on with Kelly. I think after um, Dylan's death, what, two years ago? I think it was the two-year anniversary this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that is when, um, in my opinion, we all went from talking to each other irregularly to a completely different dynamic. Um, And I appreciate the fact that both of you were able to keep grounding and keep yourself on the narrow path through that really hard time. Because I'll be honest with you, I was very nervous about your well-being during that portion mm-hmm. in time. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I've ever asked you, but how did you cope with that? Like how... Suzette, that's He's a pointing at that. his wife. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, Suzette helped me that? out a lot. You know, she, she was my rock for many years. She taught me, like I said, she taught me how to... Let go of the past. You could remember it, but don't live in it. She taught me how to love myself. And then when Dylan died, yeah, she was just there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was. She's the one that kind of took mm-hmm. care of everything. I was just like stunned. I was like, I couldn't handle it. Yeah. And, to, and still to this day, I still break down. You know, it's just very hard. Yeah. I, I remember that because it was when I first moved back, like pretty soon into me moving back from California. And that was the first time that I not only have seen you cry in that kind of realm, but the rest of this Mexican family. Um, and I was in a fortunate position. Can I interrupt you for a second? Mm-hmm. Of course. So we got the 23 and me thing. Mm-hmm. We're Spaniards. <laughs> Which I could have actually said that. You guys look more Spaniard than yeah. Well, your grandma so looks Portuguese. Yeah, I was gonna say I, your guys' cheekbone like facial structures. I never thought you were actually okay, Mexican. I know. I, 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 I like that. I say Mexican all the time. Yeah. Okay, so we're, we're Spanish. 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 <laughs> There's okay. a classy version. Just the Spanish okay. side of our family. Um, that was because I was so young, going through any hard times with that side of the family. That was the first time where I saw the Spanish side of my life um <laughs> because, yeah <laughs> because uh that was a crazy time that was, was an intense hard. time and i appreciate the fact that we were all surrounded with each other but that was the first time i've ever not seen you in control of a situation well, and that yourself, was, plus covid was you... going on covid was going on it was um, it was hard the... to it was hard to find a place even to it was like towards it was the right tail end of the, it. Towards the tail, tail end, end yeah. of it. But I was going to say for me, I know I met you briefly, but you guys from the moment I met you are so similar and you guys are the go-to people for like, yeah, the positive energy and people mm-hmm. like come back to you guys for that. And it was for me that you were actually coping with your emotions and being vulnerable and like allowing Nick to see you mm-hmm. have those vulnerable moments. Like you guys had that on the couch at your apartment and I was like, cool. Like that's a good dad right there. Yeah. Like he like allowed to show that and that was... That was really cool. Yeah, it was really nice to be able to help so much in that family. Like, to be able to have um, the wherewithal and the ability to, like, pay for things and try to work through that. And, um, yeah, that was an intense time. But the reason I brought that up was because that was after that your and I's relationship, and even your and Vanessa's relationship, was so consistent. Um, Was that just, like, a reality check? It was very big reality check. Reality check. I yeah. promised myself that I would never not talk to you guys again. Yeah. Um, I was always going to be there. I was going to talk to you as much as I can, do everything I can. Even if it's just a, a text to say good morning, 
Yeah. That's what I promised myself to do to, for you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah, I was going to say, mm-hmm. I It's really that. cool. Yeah. yeah I may not respond, but I do <laughs> I'm the worst. Because you never know when something's going to happen to you. Something yeah. might happen to either one of us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, go outside, something, one of us could die. You yeah. never know. Yeah. Always say you love you and um, just, you know, give hugs. Yeah. Be there. Make a phone call. Yeah. Say hi. Little stuff like that. It goes such a long way. I mean, um, how old are you now? 65? 58. Wow. <laughs> 65. No, no, you were born oh, in 65. No, no, I think she said 65. Yeah, no, born in 65. So yeah. 530. Yeah, 58. Yeah, 58. How do you feel? This is a crazy question, but you've lived a long life. You've lived a long life. I'm still a youngster. <laughs> and you guys are babies. Still. Yes, Come on now. Not a, I shouldn't say a long life, but a very you've full a, life. Yes, you've yeah. had a lot of adventures um, in era. Adventures. Yeah, adventures, like yeah. And and I appreciate you talking about that 10-year, but a lot of things that I would haven't asked is, like, what are some of the vacations that you took, like, leading up to my birth and some of the... Or even, like, now, too. Yeah, or even, yeah, yeah, but, like, the good... Let's start with the good times okay. prior to it real quick. Um, did you... Were you, like, a traveler? Did you and mom go on vacations a lot? Like, Your mother and I and the family, you and Vanessa and Roger, we did a lot of things. We'd go to Rocky Point. Um, we... Disneyland, we went there for... I think we stayed there for a week at the... Disneyland Hotel. Mm. I don't know if you were born then or not. I don't know. But uh, we went to the Bahamas. Um, Yeah, we had fun. Yeah. We had fun. That's amazing. And just to set the record straight, your mother did nothing wrong. She was a good wife. She she took care of the house. She took care of the kids. She was good. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that screwed everything up. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. Um, I feel that there's two both sides. Yeah, two to tango in this scenario. So I appreciate that. Um, and it's very crazy for me, and I shouldn't say crazy, but it's very, um, I guess humbling is the one word that I can think of, that uh, as crazy as it all went down, I appreciate that you two are open to talk about what happened because mm-hmm. I can only speak for myself, but after uh, Mom's episode with Vanessa, I feel like she made a point to kind of just realize that you two were adults before human beings and adults before all that went down. And I don't think we were able, I, before the session with mom, wasn't able to grasp that. Um, And I appreciate that I am able to see you before and I'm very thankful to see you after because you are such a a human, different human being than back then. but I am thankful that I finally get to have an amazing relationship with my father. Same here. amazing. I think um, I, I was trying to go into my 25th and 26th year with what was trying to identify as like, I, I was trying to identify what it meant to be a man and go into a relationship with you and try to be just prepared for the next step. Um, and I'm every, every day more and more looking at you as that because I do appreciate the fact that you did take the time to restart and not just kind of lay down and let things happen forever. Um, so I hope you know that. And thank you, even right? if Vanessa Thanks. doesn't ever tell you, we're both very proud of you. Because <laughs> yes. Vanessa is a little bit more analytical and emotionless. Yeah. But we're both very proud of you in that. I love you. I love you too. And to the most. Yeah. Um, so with all that being said, where do you see yourself the next like four or five years? Let's hopefully not be working as much. I will be working. 
Um, I will be working, hopefully not doing uh, um, team driving, though. But I plan on working until I'm 67. Mm. Um, I have this plan. I should say, well, I keep thinking about it. But um, I want to retire at 67 and buy a little RV. And we would like, I would like to take her Traveling. <laughs> she, she, I love that, that too. So it's like, uh, I hope that's a big RV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Better have a bathroom in there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, as long as there's a bathroom and a shower, you're. Where did this come from? Like, I just always want. I just wanted to do it. I no keep telling her I wanted to save as much money as you can, buy that RV, and just go. Just it's, see it all. Yeah, just go. Simple. Just I like it. It's hard for me to think of you as an old man. I know that's a weird thing to say. But like I the just, RV with the, with the matching yeah, like hats. Just, one yeah, day you're going to get white, buddy. <laughs> yeah, with just matching I... matching hats. And how does it feel um, turning almost 60? Like, Doesn't bother me, I don't. Yeah. Were you ever an age kind of person? Like ever worrying about no. the next Wait. age at all? Still not. My thing is, I see my dad and my tata... The older they got, they had health issues, and then they stopped moving. And then that's where that all the come. more problems come. Really? So my thing is I'm not going to stop moving. Yeah. I'm going to keep going as long as I can. I would say I your mom definitely son. has, she's active enough. I feel she like she's like has her craft, she has her things, she socializes a lot, yeah. keeps her going. Yeah. She's not just sitting around. Um, I don't think I've ever asked anyone this besides Trago, because he was the host, but do you have any questions for me as your son? Like, looking at me now at 29, this person, do you have any questions? Well, I think I kind of know already, because, like, for me, not being there for you, and like I said earlier, telling you I'd do something and never do it, I know how you feel there. He was probably angry and pissed off, you know, and didn't yeah. want to see me for a while. But yeah. um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, Where do you see yourself in four years? Um, I think you've been asking this before. And yeah. then I have one afterwards. Okay. <laughs> um, in four years, definitely married with um, a, a kid at least. Maybe on the way for number two, but at least one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been negotiating this number for a while, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I... I'm really excited about not only this podcast, but the whole Bet Me app. Um, That's what I want to ask you. Yeah, that we're starting. It's, I would never have expected that going into being 30, I would be dealing with um, truly this intense work-life balance. These last two weeks for me have been really intense. A, because I'm starting my first company, but B, trying to, um, trying not to, trying not to make it that my life is so work involved that I miss things. Um, like last night, we went to, again, a sound bath, which is incredible. Leading up to doing that, I when we bought the tickets in the morning, I wouldn't say I had a panic attack at all, but I'm realizing that there's only X amount of hours in a day that you could work. And so trying to figure out how to do that without overextending myself is something that... Um, I'm worried about, and I don't, again, this might not be true, but I guess just when I was younger, I was told that you did overextend yourself and you did. It was hard to say yes to a lot of people and then not fulfill that. Again, it might not be the true story, but that was what installed in my brain. And so going into the, this, this next few years, I'm trying really hard to understand that I need to make sure that Grace and I are number one priority, because if we don't work, then our kids won't be happy and work won't be as easy, like all that kind of stuff. So... I'm still trying to identify how the hell I'm going to be a father or just all that kind of stuff. But in four years, I hope that I have a little bit more clarity into that world. Um, and it all comes natural. It'll come natural. 
I hope so. Who will? Um, practice. Yeah, with practice. And I, I don't fear failure whatsoever. It's just a really intense pressure to have a kid that's depending on you so much. I think that's what I'm most feared about. Um, because if I fail now, I'm failing with you, which of course is still a big thing. But I feel that if you fail with a kid around, it's even more heartbreaking and tough to deal with, you know? And I'm trying hard not to run into that wall. Mm. But I think a part of it, you are going to fail in some aspect. You're going to fail as a parent. And you got to fail in order, in order to learn. Yeah. It just depends how you take it after you fail. Are you going to get up or are you just going to lay on the couch and cry? Totally. Hey, you're going I to get might your cry. Ass up and do it I again. might cry and then I'll get back up. <laughs> yes, we'll yeah, definitely yeah. cry and get back You'll up. You'll be fine. Yeah. Both of you guys are going to be great parents. Yeah. yeah, I think we will. We have a very strong relationship, which is really nice. And it's ever more becoming more realistic to do that. But it is very intense. Um, I'm definitely not ready for it now. But I don't know if I'll ever be ready for it. Well, You're ready say if for you, it. Well, yeah. But if it, I would I would tell them, like, if you weren't scared so shitless, I think there'd be something wrong with you. Like, I'm ready. But I'm also, like, it's huge. Yeah. But I'm I, scared shitless. It's natural feeling. It's fine. Yeah. I'm excited. I think after the first one, the second one will be a lot easier because then he or she can just burn himself and everything will be okay. The first one is going to be like protect everything, baby, like baby proof everything. Dial and, and move yeah. everything out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a commercial I've seen that where the first baby, they're all very overprotective. Yeah. Oh, the second baby, on, oh, just let yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They entertain um, themselves eventually. Yeah, I think, uh, I think getting... Over, um, I think getting over the childhood will be a good step in the right direction to to be a, a fully functioning human in this world. I guess I feel like I am, but you are. Yeah, it just it's a lot. I don't know. It's a lot going into your thirty. I don't think I'm putting a weight on thirty as much as I'm putting a weight into the next step in our journey. Which is thirty for you, which is kind of yeah. interesting. Um, we sat with my mom a year ago. And talked about like some similarities, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I literally too close to the year of some very similar between like getting married, getting divorced, dating, mm-hmm. and getting married again, and like very similar timeline. And I'm sitting here listening to you guys in like a very similar yeah. timelines as well. Like, yeah, well, yeah, I started a lot, young, a lot younger than you, but but like I think yeah. like 29, 30 went through like a big, huge, like. You, I mean, I know you said it was recreational, but you had a lot on your plate with your business, and Nick has a lot like this mm-hmm. going on as well. And then, so it's like finding that balance and then becoming another a father again. I think at 29, that was like the high point, the highest peak mm-hmm. of everything. Yeah, yeah. you're just and like just a lot of pressure, down, a lot of things. On. Yeah, a lot of things going but on. But I kind of like the pressure. I mean, the more pressure I had, I, I thought the better I did. Yeah. I, like, I, I, I like well, a I good challenge. That. Like if I needed to get an account, I was going to do it. That was. I just liked. It. I just liked it. Yeah, yeah. That is weird. I guess it didn't hit me. Yeah. yeah, that having a business or growing a business at 29. I'm trying to start this business, which is ever growing, very difficult. The world does not like like the world bet. It is very, in the the gambling aspect right now. The word bet is very tough to get like a bank account open and to have an app store approve your app. So we had to change the name. It's just a very intense situation. But um, yeah, I guess I didn't realize that. If only we had a kid right now, we could be right on time with father. <laughs> yeah. You could also go to like the uh, Small Business Association. They have like meetings every month. 
once oh, a month. Oh, no way. And then you go and network. Oh. I, I used to do that, too. Go in there and meet new people. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what's um, very intense about this scenario is that I am truly acting as the CEO where everyone around me is, I wouldn't say taking this lightly, but it's not their bread and butter right now, like this phase of this app. So um, definitely figuring out how to balance late nights with alone time with Grace. Um, I mean, with your schedule now, which is absolutely insane, how are you dealing with that? Work-life balance. Yeah. Wife-life balance. I'm okay. Is, yeah. The wife doesn't like it. Suzette doesn't like it because she's home. I'm, yeah. I think um, in one month I'm home five and a half days, six mm-hmm. days maybe, a month. Sacrifice right there. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's not going to be for years and years. It's going to be for a little bit longer still. But yeah, um, the money's good. Yeah. So we just got to get over a couple more things, and then I'll slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Is it crazy that I'm getting married? You're like a kid of yours getting married. I know you've gotten through a few of them, but yeah. How does that make you feel? I am so happy. <laughs> I am so happy. Yeah. I can't wait to see you both. Then be at the wedding. I'm very excited for that. I get finally get to see your dance floor moves, which I'll be oh, happy with. I'll show you right now. You want to see it? I want to see them. So where, what about you? What do you want it? How are you doing? What do you want to be doing in, in four or five years? Yeah. I know you're I know you're in cahoots with this yeah. guy, but I mean I'm stuck with him now. <laughs> yeah. Um that's a good question. I have never not known. This is the first time in my life I've never not known. Other than having kid, but I don't I have no idea. Like work related work wise and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. I think I'm in a place where um I don't want to talk about too much because I'll get emotional. But uh I'm ready to be mom. I'm ready for the next part of my womanhood. The next stage. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Right yeah. for that. So that's whatever that new challenge is and loving my body after it's gone through. And <laughs> I have no attachment to being pregnant. Like, I've never been like, oh, that's like, I want that. I actually could care less about that part, but I want to go through the process just to experience it. But yeah, I don't really, I'm just really ready for that phase. I'm ready to be a mom. I'm ready to run a household. What happens if you have twins? Oh, I would oh, love that. that would get that it cool. done. You no. know, twins my, runs on our family. Wreck my Don't. body. Yeah. Let's get it over with. That would yeah. be cool, huh? Yeah, I'm oh, not I would cool. love it. No, 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 no. Let me have one at a time. For no, we're, if we're doing yeah. it, we're yeah. doing it big, baby. There you go. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Ashley, I'm oh, no. coming Get it done. Yeah. You will, You two will be over here so much. If okay. Not only with one, but with two kids, you're moving in. That would be so fun. And I was going to say for Nick mentioned earlier, I have... My family is around, but I come from a very all over the place, uh, blended family, but not everybody is necessarily like, I'm an only child. And so you guys have been so great, like like being involved and showing mm-hmm. up. When you say you're gonna do something, like you come through, and that to me means the world. You try. You do. Yes. You do very but well. But you, the effort is like, very much there. Yeah. Even it, if you thanks. feel like you fell Thank short you. on our end, it, you didn't like yeah. you were there and you communicate so, so do you know where you get the middle name your middle name from? oh yeah let's talk about the middle name yeah let's talk about you that. know nick <laughs> wouldn't tell me his middle name for a long time yeah how do you say it mendeville yeah mendeville oh mendeville. Mendeville. i like we that Spanish. uh we called it mendevil for a long time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he thought his last name was with an e not an i yeah so i spelled it wrong for a really long until time until we figured that yeah, out yeah. like that was only a couple years yeah, ago yeah just a couple where's wow. that come from that came from your great tata that was his, his middle name. His middle name? It was Mendeville. I feel like we insane. have to keep it then. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, 
I think if it's a boy, um, we're going to have a lot of names. You do yeah. whatever you yeah. call yeah. Boy, there's going to be a lot of names. Um, I don't know what we're going to name. My, so it might be a Nick Jr.? Oh, it Nick, could. Nick, 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 Nick. That's what Nick, they used to call Nick, me. Nick, Nick. Um, I don't know. I, I have not put enough thought into... I guess we have a few names picked out. They're mostly girls. We're going to have girls. That's how we're having. Yeah, I would. I have a feeling that I would like... Nick, that's Nicole. a good question. Yeah, Nicole. Nicole. How do you feel Nicole. with your relationships with your um, sons and daughters? Are they different? Are they similar? How do I feel right now like, today? Yeah, like yeah. your relationship. I feel relation. great. Yeah. Oh, I no, know I about know, them, but, but the like the difference is like the bonding experience between like having with Vanessa okay, so, and Ashley than with Roger and Nick and Dylan. So to all the kids, I didn't really, I lost like around what, 12, 13, 14 years, right? Mm -hmm. Out of all you kids' mm -hmm. life. So with Ashley, we've gotten a lot closer. We're, we're close now also. You, we were talking, I was talking with Vanessa about you and her. I was like, seems like Nick is closer to your mom and I'm closer to Vanessa. Mm -hmm. I said, I wonder why that happens like that. But I'm, I'm, I'm just totally happy that yeah. we're all it's together. It's like a mother, uh, theory about the mother-son bonding, father-daughter father bonding. Because yeah. you can do things with your mom a lot, right? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I, yeah. yeah. And well, I think we're getting a lot closer with that. Like, obviously, I think um, in the past few years, for sure, we've gotten a lot closer. Um, but yes, it is shown um, statistically, statistically yeah. and scientifically that fathers and daughters and mothers and sons just have a different bond. Um, but I'm very thankful for your and Vanessa's relationship because I think, mm. um, I think as a younger brother, especially to Vanessa, it was crazy going through some of the stuff that we went through or even going through like her pregnancy. I wasn't there for her as much. I know I understand You're that really I'm the young. younger brother. Yeah. I understand that. Um, but now being a little bit older as a, a male, seeing her go through the ups and downs, she's more open with me about that. And the positive repercussions that your and her relationship has um, contributed to is astronomical for her. So I really am appreciative of that. And I think that she could attest when she comes on, which will yeah. break down Come that on, ice Vanessa. when she can, um, that she very much values your guys' relationship and especially Carter's and your relationship because mm. um, I am definitely much your son, so we are beams of light, humbly saying that. Like, when you walk into a room, we definitely have that personality. And I think Carter definitely feeds off of that when we're in the house. Um, so it's cool to be able to give him that kind of aspect to who it's you awesome. are. It's insane. Um, but I... Doing this podcast... I am feeling and I feel that it's going to give... Uh, tomorrow when I wake up, I'll be a little hungover just from the fact that we did this. But I am already feeling that um, a chapter that has been open for a while is slowly closing for good. Like even doing it with mom is really good for her to kind of get some off of her chest. But I think that, um, again, up until Dylan's death, I... Not saying there was like a wall between us, but there was just it wasn't as close as it is now. And so I feel that I'm very lucky that going into my 30th year, I'm doing work so that I can move past that. Like you what you were saying, I'm not living in the past, but I don't know if it's insecurities or worries or like probably a little bit of both. Yeah, like underlying things I haven't worked through. 
I see still come out sometimes. And so I'm uh, very thankful that we have a relationship that I can ask questions or I can like lean on you for things or we have an open dialogue because I don't think I would have ever gotten over that portion if you didn't get clean or if mom didn't get clean. Um, so I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm always open with you. If you even when we stop this, if yeah. you want to ask me questions or even if you want to ask me questions, yeah. I'll tell you straight out. Yeah, and I appreciate that. I mean, that. Uh, there's nothing to hide. Yeah. Mm. I've already hidden too much and I don't plan on doing that anymore. Yeah. I appreciate that a lot. I think, um, I think as a, as a growing to be a man, I should be a man now, but growing to be a man, even into this next chapter, I think that was a big thing for me to get ready was to kind of cleanse of all of that. Um, cause I don't feel like I hold on to it a lot, but I definitely still definitely do. I would say you guys are both like, again, live in the moment, like, happy you're lucky which i love because i'm a planner live in the future but <laughs> yeah. your body holds on to it and just as we went to our sound bath last night it's like uh your your body holds on to that trauma whether you realize it or not things Absolutely. like thoughts come or emotions are coming you're like well, where did this come from and then you start to register like oh i'm still holding on to that shit from two years ago or 10 years ago yeah and your body that's I mean, a you have big to process that's that. a big thing letting things go yeah yeah not forgetting yeah but, of course yeah, don't, don't forget because you could always end up back there but just let it go yeah don't. move on move on and the only and person you can change is yourself you can't i can't control nobody here yeah mm-hmm. if you're going to do something you're going to do it i mean yeah it's kind of kind but of that's the way i am now i just say i always tell her things will work out yeah all right things will work out they always do did you always have that, even at, like, the dark times? No. Yeah. Dark times are totally different. <laughs> Things aren't going to work out. I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, yeah. that would be another episode, or, no, we should talk that in private. No, I'm just, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm we don't want to get into that uh, on the mic. Yeah, like, having that mentality in the dark times is hard to have. And so I, I appreciate your honest answer. But, yes, everything will work out. Um, I mean... You're a living testament of it always, mm-hmm. like it working out if you just kind of work it. You got to do the work. Yeah, gotta you got to want it. work and you got to want it for sure. And yeah. You might need to only go so far down. Yeah. I appreciate that you don't um, live with a lot of regrets or at least you don't show that you do. But it seems like you're work, you've worked through a lot of that to make you who you Look are forward. today. Yeah. I, I have to. I have to. You, to pers- a person has to in order to grow. You can't just live in the past. Do you feel like you, your personality now was who you were before? Um, all that went down before you started. Yeah, like when, I think it is. Yeah, like when I think I'm talk- still, I think I'm s- still the same person. Yeah, probably not as crazy, but crazy as in adrenaline rush, crazy. Like yeah. oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But um, I still do crazy things. Like uh, we was at Target last. We was at Target last night, and we was with Haley. Haley was with us, mm-hmm. and she, you know, we're always bumping each other. And we're always mm-hmm. uh, doing stupid stuff to each other, right? So we're at the cards, looking at, at the cards. And uh, yeah, you could pass that around. Mm-hmm. Make sure the volume's down, though. So we're doing that. Or we're hitting each other, right? And I said, OK, I have a couple boxes in my hand. They were good bar, nutritional bars. Okay. I said, do it again, do it again, but record it. So she like pushes me, and I went, ah. I literally fell over, yeah. And people are like walking by, like, whoa. That's I go, did so you funny. see that? She pushed me. Yeah. Security. Oh <laughs> so in that sense, I'm still the same. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, Thank you. I, I like having fun. It's, yeah. 
I like being crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I see my, I like the reaction. I, I see myself. And, and, hey, and that's no alcohol and no pot. I know. Isn't I know, that crazy? Good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I always tell Grace this. I love the fact that I see myself in you so much because I feel like growing up, I lived with Aunt Barbara and Uncle Bill or whoever I was living with. I didn't know you and I didn't really get to know mom. Um, and so it's crazy, like, looking in photos of when you were younger or at least in that 29, I feel like I look like you a lot more than you I do. ever thought that I did. Um, we have the same smile, the kind of the same nose. It's awesome to see that. And it's even better that I get to see both mom's crazy personality, which in a, the most beautiful way possible, and then your theatrical personality. <laughs> yeah, both, for very sure. Well, theatrical. in high school, I was a thespian. You were the did champion you know of... The champion of thespian, yeah. <laughs> I love that. The, <laughs> I love high school for you was very. I feel like um, in the high school, yeah, it has like yes. every reward. Uh, All the award. trophies are up there. Yeah. In the <laughs> wall class. Where'd you go to high school? Maryville High oh, School. Oh my Panther. gosh, amazing! Do you ever go back? Did you? I haven't gone that anything? area. Yeah. Do you have you gone to your any reunions? No, I don't want to go to no reunions. I don't believe in that Why stuff. Why not? No, no, I didn't. Oh, no, it wasn't a reunion. It was a, a gathering for all Maryville High School. It's not what a reunion is. It's not, no. No, because it wasn't like a 20-year oh, reunion or okay. a 10-year reunion. It was just like, hey, if you went to Maryville, you can go to Palmoleros or something like that, pizza okay. place. Okay, okay. They and blocked did you go? off the parking lot. Yeah, we went there once. I didn't like it. Why not? Everybody's too fake. Oh. It's like it's like Facebook. It's all, everybody's living, oh, yeah, I do this, that, no. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Do I about love the it. good stuff. Yeah. I didn't get into that stuff. I think I'm very, very, very thankful, um, not only for you, Grace, for allowing us to have this, and yeah. not only for you, Suzette, for being a rock to my father, yes. but I'm very thankful for you um, being in my life now. I cannot tell you how um, grounding it makes me feel that I have... Um, my father in my life and I hope that you know that and if I'm the only child that will ever tell you that I hope that you all know <laughs> I love we're you very too. thankful <laughs> for it because um, I'm thankful that I've seen the left side of it and the right side of it um, left being you guys aren't here and right being that mom calls me eight times a day sometimes but I love that I get to see that middle ground of both of my parents are in my life and I'm very thankful that I do get to move forward from that point of view that I had for a while because when Kelly tells me stories about when you were before everything went down, I finally feeling like I get to see that portion of you and mom. So I hope, you know, leaving here that it's very, um, it is very memorable these last few years because that, even though we might not have had childhood together, we get to have me getting married, we get to have me having kids and um, birthdays. birthdays and laughs. I am and so and happy and grateful that you're actually giving me the chance to be in your life. You know that? Because yeah. I bet, I'm sure that if I would have been in your shoes, I would get out. I don't ever want to see you again. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. But I mean, I'm thankful for you too. Thank you yeah. for letting me in your life and, and loving me and I love you. Yeah, I love so, you very much. And it's not going to end. No, not at this all. This will, I tell Suzette, I'm not, it's, it's not going to end. Yeah, you're stuck with me, and I'm stuck Amen. with you. We are stuck with Cheers. each other. Salud. Father. Thank you. I love you guys. Yeah, I, I want to so do this much. again. Just like that, session 15 with my father, Roger Torres, is all wrapped up. Thank you all so much 
for continually uh, supporting us through Instagram as well as just being here listening to this podcast. Truly could not be able to, would not be able to do this without all of you. So thank you, thank you, and thank you more. Uh, we'll be coming out quickly with session 16, then 17, and then 20, and then 30, and then 40, which I'm so excited about. Uh, but thank you all again for listening. We will be uh, pumping these out as quickly as we possibly can. So if you want to catch us on Instagram, at myagepod, P-O-D is where you can find us. If you uh, want to nominate someone to jump on the pod with us, we're starting to kind of entertain the idea of how do we figure that out. Uh, but if you have anyone that you just want to hear more about, please send them our way. We'd love to contact them either through Instagram DMs, uh, shoot us a text message, whatever the case may be. We want to get as many people on here as possible. So uh, thank you all so much again for listening. And until next time, live your life the way that you want. Make someone else smile that it usually doesn't. And we will be talking to you soon. Bye. Thank you.